Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's officially 3 o'clock. It's good to have you here. We got a, a bit to get into today. Obviously, huge, huge football game coming up on Saturday. We've got Mike Salk, who is a premier sports talk radio host up in Seattle. He'll be joining us today, later this hour. And then at 5 o'clock, we got Steve Kerr. And I guess, Ray, that's a place for us to start our conversation right here and now. we got a lot of room to talk about what's coming up with the 49ers, obviously. But, man... Hey, this is this is a Warriors team that spent its first half dedicated to leaving you wanting more from them. I mean, every time I look at the Warriors, every other time I'm looking at the Warriors, I want to see more from them than we actually are. The big boy Warriors, like officially healthy. Sure, it was Curry's first game back, but, you know, you expect him to just hop on that bike and ride it again. And in many ways, he kind of did. Uh, wasn't a great shooting night for him. Wasn't really expecting him to... To, to have to be great to beat what was a JV Suns team it was the big boy Warriors against the little boy Suns and they close out their eight game homestand with three losses in a row that are just ugly ugly and then maybe the ugliest of all just last night Ray yeah the final score was not at all indicative of the way the game went but we should have probably seen this coming given that the first night back when you all of a sudden insert three new starters who have been out is going to be pretty chaotic. Um, the fact that it was as chaotic as it was, as quickly as it was, might have been a surprise. And the fact that they got out-rebounded. I mean, they gave up 57 rebounds. 57. You know, and, you know, a lot of that was the fact that these two teams just shot every chance they received a pass. But Bismack Biombo shouldn't be owning you the way he did. And Tory Craig, you know, shouldn't go 12 and 14. You know, it just, it's one of those things where when Steve, when a coach comes out after the game and said, I didn't have them prepared, what I think he's saying is they didn't prepare themselves. Because these guys are veterans, they know how to do this. So it's not about I didn't have them prepared. It's Steve Kerr trying to send a message without sending the message where people can hear it. Because they looked flat, they looked, they looked like they hadn't seen each other in months, which, frankly, is almost true. It is almost true. 
Will you meet me halfway in the, in the middle of the street to agree on this, though? Of, of all teams in the NBA, if there's a single starting five that should know how to play together, regardless of how much time off in between the last game all five were actually able to play together, it's these five guys. I mean, these five guys have won multiple championships. So when those five guys... Yeah, I understand a few trips up and down the floor. You're getting your sea legs back, and I'm not expecting a big minute workload or an, an extremely efficient shooting night from someone who's just returning from a long absence. But Curry gets held to a higher standard, and I think the Warriors starting five should be held to that same higher standard of you guys have a shorter runway to land on if the argument is, yeah, we just need to play a little bit together. to feel Like, these guys have been playing together so much for so many years now. It should be a little more rote than it certainly looked last night. And you're right. Steve Kerr will be joining us live at 5 today last night. He did all he could to fall on the sword himself. I take responsibility for that. I clearly didn't have our guys ready to play. So that's my fault. I've got to do a better job of giving them the, the slap in the face that, that Phoenix gave us in the first quarter. These games are always go like this. A team's got a bunch of starters out. And then all the guys who normally don't play much, they can't wait to get out there. A guy like Saric comes out and just kicks our butt. These are all NBA players. These guys are all great players. This is the league. There's no easy days in the league so i think the combination of you know that dynamic and then us getting some guys back and trying to find our rhythm it really got us off to a slow start but i did like the fact that we competed in that fourth quarter and fought like crazy because sometimes in this league you forget how hard it is to win a game it's really hard to win an nba game and the difference between winning and losing is like that one team has the edge emotionally like phoenix did and they set a tone right away that's all it takes they made four 14 threes and yeah, 20 offensive rebounds because they were the more aggressive team, the more confident team. So I'm hoping that uh, that fourth quarter was the team that I have come to know and love and recognize. But we have to show that in the first quarter, not in the fourth quarter. And it's my job to try to get that out of them. Steve always says the right things out loud. He doesn't do anything to embarrass his team. But that was an embarrassing defeat. All things considered, even with the inconsistency that this team has been dealing with, just based on availability, Ray, they need to be, especially that starting five, they need to be more consistent than that in any and all scenarios. That's why you're all making big bucks. It, it, well, it. I mean, I get why you can make the case that, well, first night back, they're going to have some problems. But you shouldn't fall behind by 30 to Phoenix's second string. Now, he referred to Saric, who, frankly, would be a perfect warrior. Because I think he does a lot of the things that they have been looking for. I mean, if they could figure out a way to pry him loose, which they can't, of course. I mean, he'd be a great get. But the rest of it, I mean, just Torrey Craig having his way and Biombo having his way. Mikhail Bridges is a good player, but Dwayne Washington? You know? Can't happen. Well, it can happen, it did happen, but it shouldn't happen. You can't let Damian Lee have the revenge game, watch me, mom and dad game. He did. He had 22 last night. It's just, you, you can't let that happen. And the Warriors looking to, you know, have Curry come bounding back into the conversation in the last game they wrapped up on an eight-game homestand that looked like, I mean, this thing is 
is is wrapped up to come home at six and two. Worst case scenario, five and three sounds awful. I mean, it really does, considering how the three losses came about. Well, when they came about, because they're the most recent. I mean, that's the other thing. Is it you've now? It's now been a week since they looked like the team that you saw a week and a half ago. Thinking, yeah, maybe they're figuring it out. I'll give them. I mean, even when Kerr is talking about how hard they competed in the fourth quarter. They still gave up 27. You know, the only reason why they cut the lead at all is because they threw up 29 shots in the fourth quarter because it was, you know, it was what the hell time. And they ended up with 34. But when I hear Steve Kerr say we competed like, you know, we competed our ass off, I expect to see the other team scoring 18, 19 points because the Warriors have defended. There wasn't much defense being played last night, really, at any stretch. It was just a, a matter of they started making more shots in the fourth quarter. But they didn't look materially better. The yeah. only slack I'm going to cut them is the Magic have actually caught a little bit of an on-the-road West Coast heater here on this trip. That's it. Yeah, and, and the Magic has been, all of a sudden, a, a tough out on this trip. I mean, they, they scared the hell out of Sacramento. I think they won last night. I mean, they're not bad. Well, they are bad. I take it back. But they're less bad now than they were two weeks ago. And every team can catch a little fire from time to time. But, you know, Steve Kerr sort of tipped his hand when he said, I didn't have them ready. Steve Kerr always has them ready. Well, they're, and, they're and, a team and that, if they're not ready, be ready, it's because they did it to themselves. Right. It's up to them. They're all big boys. They're all grown men. And it's... This team is way too far down the road of competition to need a rah-rah head coach. And let's face it, professionally rah-rah head coaches don't last very long in the first place. I'm sure Steve had him ready to play, but the team's energy was just wrong. Full stop. It was wrong. Mike in San Francisco, real quick. You're on 95.7 The Game. Hello, Mike. Hey, how you doing today? Doing well, thank you. Hey, I want to say that... um Contrary to belief, Steve Kirk does have them ready, uh, per se, but from game to game, situation to situation, it, it seems to be a problem. It's no coincidence that Mike Brown and uh, Willie Shaw, with the guy named down in New Orleans, he's got these guys playing. The Warriors missing some good coaches. They are. Okay? They miss some good coaches. And I like to think that nobody's going to beat the Warriors in seven games, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against it. Mike, there's a part there's a part of me that wants to just automatically nod along because until someone does it, it, it really isn't done. Knocking the Warriors out of a seven game series while they've all been healthy and available for an entire seven game series, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened, but I can see it happening this year. I can see it happening with effort, like last night showed us. This is not. This is not a team that, that, that they used to be. I mean, I think that that's pretty obvious. We have enough of a sample size. We are 41 games into an 82-game season. And at the halfway mark, it's tough to say anything better than a C- minus. round it up to a solid C based on some availability and injuries, which played into the mix. But man, oh man, it just... I, I got 
main warrior questions that we're coming on back with. We will ask plenty of warrior questions to Steve Kerr when he joins us live at 5. And obviously a lot of questions ready to go for our friend Mike Salk when he joins us later on this hour. Because we got playoff football happening this weekend. Which means before the end of the day, Ray, I'm just going to warn you. We're probably going to achieve maximum football. It's coming your way. This afternoon. Well, give me a chance to leave the room then. I'll do everything I can oh, to give you a warning. And by the way, the caller, when he referred to Willie Shaw, I meant Willie Green. I, I, that's okay. Well, corrections in real time. Adam Peters sticking around the 49ers, at least turning down interviewing opportunities. We'll talk about what that might mean. We got a lot for you this afternoon. Means he's got a raise. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think that's certainly coming his way. Probably, maybe, possibly even more. 888-957-9570. We're open for business on the Warriors. Warriors concerns. And my main question and my concerns off of that question when we do indeed come back. It is a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Friedman's Appliance, a trusted name in the Bay Area since 1922. You can visit Friedman'sAppliance.com today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, I'm Aaron, owner of California Deluxe Windows. Ever notice? When your neighbors get new windows, there is a large black eye of broken stucco, uneven plaster, and even mismatched paint. At California Deluxe Windows, we never leave a ring around the window. Why? Because we are one of the only companies in California who custom crafts every window and door to your home's exact measurements. Almost everyone else on the radio is a distributor. They grab a window from a warehouse, break open your walls, shove it in, 
and patch things up. At California Deluxe Windows, we take pride in our work. Our installation technique is so precise, we do not break your stucco. Your house could be covered with potato chips and we wouldn't crack one. Call now and for a limited time, you get 30% off your entire order and 24 months of interest-free financing. 800-874-3600. 800-874-3600. That's 800-874-3600. California Deluxe Windows. Windows engineered for life. Certain terms and conditions apply. CSLB number 774518. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you can find options that fit your budget. Because giving you options is the right thing to do. Oh yeah, like when I hold the door for someone. Sure, it may be weird if I don't time it right and they're a little too far away and oh, now they're running. And we're both asking ourselves, is it worth it to run instead of just, you know, letting them open their own door? But still, it's the right thing to do. So get options based on your needs with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Meet Joe A. Hi. Joe B. Hello. And Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A. is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B. is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSync. And Joe C.'s Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect. Support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of DIC. Are you ready? Bonus days are back for pros at Lowe's. You earn points and save when you buy the top pro brands you trust, like DeWalt. Right now, you can save $100 on the powerful DeWalt 8 and a quarter inch carbide tipped portable table saw. Was $3.99, now just $2.99. Join today and shop bonus days. Only at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Vowed to $120. Subject to change while supplies last. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. We're officially streaming. Go to YouTube.com slash 95.7 The Game. You find Damon and Ratto there. You find Steiny and Guru. You find Willard and Dibs. You find the Morning Roast there. The whole gosh darn station is there for you on the YouTube page. Hello, everybody on the chat line. Otis Bird the Third's chat line. Drew Down, what's going up? going on chris a we're saying hello to the people right we're reaching out and touching individuals when you say we you mean you doing it on behalf of you as well no you don't need to do that no, I'm, 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 I'm officially working as your proxy to touch people i didn't give you my proxy for this i'm taking it you swine the gentleman from san francisco does not yield i'm taking it uh, it is good to have you here, even you, Ray. It's good to have everybody. Uh, Ernie Chavez, what about me, D? Oh, hello, Ernie. How are you? Uh, we got a lot for you this afternoon. Later on this uh, hour, Mike Salk at 345. If you 
uh, live up in Seattle. If you are from Seattle, you know his name. He has been on the air forever up there, and he is one of our go-to Seattle guys. We're going to be talking about the 49ers and Seahawks with him coming up at 345 today. Steve Kerr joins us live at 5, and look, we got we got honest questions for Steve today. And, you know, was it time to crucify the head coach? I don't think we're there. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a crucifixion Wednesday, does it, Ray? Uh, no, that's that's for Good Friday. Yeah, we're we're going to save that for a little bit later on in the year. Plus, he he's not uh, never getting fired, so there's no reason to even waste the energy. He gets the job as long as he wants it. Kyle Shanahan, sort of in the same boat. Not sort of. He, this is done. There, you, they, nobody sh- can ever call in and just say Kyle Shanahan should be fired again. Scholarship, get one. Yeah, he's done. That's done. My main Warriors question, though, like about the team, about the franchise right now. Can you really still find the light switch on the wall? Great teams can walk into a dark room and they can still flip the switch. They know where it is. They know how to reach it. They know which way it toggles. And flipping the switch is no problem for great teams, even in dark rooms. Is the room so dark they can't find the switch? Are they actually looking for the switch right now? If they were to find the switch in the dark room on the dark wall, can they actually still flip it? We know that they've got a great starting five, but are they still a great team? Ray, I think the answer right now has to be a, I'm only using the evidence they put in front of us. No. Are they good? Yeah, they're good. Are they great? Five of them are. Five of them together represent an element of NBA greatness. But collectively, the entire team is far, far and away from anything that is a great basketball thought week in, week out, stretch of games in, stretch of games out. A lack of consistency means you, you, you can't be regarded as great. They were 30 and 11 a year ago. They're 10 games worse. And the reason why they're 10 games worse, and you can put these in any order you want, injuries, inconsistency, shoddy defense, bad second unit. And some of that has changed for the better. But, you know, they were going great guns defensively for a while. In the last three games, it's not there again. Now, either they're aging and they can't play defense the way they used to, or they have too many guys who don't play defense Consistently well, night in and night out, which is what they got in the last decade. And like I said, maybe this is just normal, you know, 33-year-olds don't defend the way 28-year-olds defend. But I do believe there is also sort of a a sense that we're not we're not together yet. And I don't know if that means the the two team the the two team parallel line development isn't working as well as they thought or they're not getting enough from enough other people and that to me sounds like roster construction more than it does anything else so maybe it's across the board they're not as sharp as they were a year ago and that includes Bob Myers because this team doesn't look like any of the others in terms of cohesion it doesn't and it's there are enough 
links of the same DNA between last year and this year where you wouldn't think it would be so difficult to overcome. So I guess maybe my follow-up. How about this? Let, let me ask you. Are you still leaving a corner of your mind open to the actual thought and possibility they could be in the NBA Finals again this year? Yeah, because the NBA Finals are largely determined by what you do starting in March. Right. That's when, you, that's when you either are healthy or you're not, and you start to build up momentum for the postseason or you don't. We're a long ways away from that, and we just saw it represented in the NBA Finals on the other half of the bracket last year. That was a very ho-hum beginning to Boston season to the point where they were talking about breaking that team up and trading whoever they had to to just change direction, to change gears, to find more cohesion. And then around the All-Star break, the Celtics built a wall of defense that very few teams climbed over. And all of a sudden, you know, everyone's talking about them and favoring them almost over the Warriors in the NBA Finals. That's what Boston just did last year. And I'm going to say, if Boston could do that, there is a chance, conceivably, the Warriors could be doing that too, which means, you know, following that model, they don't make that big dramatic trade. And I honestly don't know where that big dramatic trade is coming from. I don't know who that big dramatic player necessarily is that could come in here and change so dramatically just how you think about this team conceptually, where you'd be like, okay, they, they did what? They added who? Oh, well, then, in that case, see you in the finals, everybody. I, I don't know what that that trade is. No, I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 just, so let me just ask you, if if they are who they are and they're going to stay on the hand that they have dealt themselves and have been dealt, when are they going to start taking the season seriously? Because I think that that's been a problem, too. Like, when do the Golden State Warriors actually believe their season starts in terms of, all right, no more messing around. No more, we dropped the balls at home game against the Orlando Magic or the Detroit Pistons. I used to say, what, every team, every season is built into a, a, a you know 15-game head start before it starts to matter. Then we pushed it to 20. Now we pushed it to 30. Are we pushing this thing out to 40, 50 games of just, yeah, we're just kind of, you know, wading ourselves in the shallow end of the pool before we really dive in and start swimming in the big boy end of the pool. And once we do that, oh, man, we're going to be Michael Phelps. Like, don't don't worry about us. When we really start paddling, we'll be swimmers. Well, they lost 12 of 17 last year before they ran off five wins at the end of the year. And those five wins at the end of the year were enough momentum for them to show who they were in the postseason. It was also the return of Curry there, too. True, but, you know, I mean, that, that the nature of this is you stay within, you know, fighting distance, and then if you, you know, you hit the gear right, you know, it can be as little as five games. It could be as little as ten. So in terms of a, a date where they have to show or, show or go... That could be, you know, game 72. But in terms of who they are, that needs to start happening sooner. Maybe post-All-Star break. And who they are should be a team that's hard to play. And right now, they're not consistently a hard team to play. They certainly weren't a hard team to play last night. They weren't 
a terribly hard team to play against Detroit or Orlando. And that's all down to defense. And defense is about don't foul, you know, don't make the stupid mistake, you know, guarding the wrong guy or letting the wrong guy open. You know, that's where the inconsistency to me is, is that they are not playing consistently well defensively as a unit. They have great defense from Draymond Green. They have very good defense, I think, from Andrew Wiggins. But after that, who's their great defender? Who's the who's the third guy who provides sort of the the glue that makes everybody else better? I and mean, I'm not seeing it. I don't. I mean, DiVincenzo on occasion. Well, but on occasion isn't glue. On occasion Kaminga is on occasion. On occasion. Yeah. So I mean, that to me is the that to me is the tell when they start putting together game after game where they're committing fewer fouls than the other team, when they're shooting a better percentage than the other team, and when they're allowing fewer shot attempts than the other team. I, it's, you know, all those things work together. And there are, you know, greater nuances to defense than just those three things. But on the assumption that most people listening are not head coaches in the NBA, uh, you can tell what the Warriors are by the way they play defense more than how they shoot. You know, the you know, the, the idea, well, Curry didn't shoot well tonight, but Curry, there are going to be games when they don't shoot well. But on the games where they don't shoot well, they have to see to it that the other team shoots worse. And that's about consistency of defense, which they have not provided in any, you know, measurable, materially wet, material way for the bulk of the first half of the year. I mean, for the first 20 games, they played almost none. You know, and so, you know, their, their, their year-to-year defense numbers look worse. But it's really about the consistency. Where they'll have a five-game burst where they can stop teams from doing things. And then you get the last three games. Two of which are inexcusable. Because those are teams that you should be able to defend night in and night out without problem. To me, what would be most scary for the Golden State Warriors, if we could sodium pentothal, Steve Kerr, the players, Bob Myers, Joe Lacob too, the whole franchise. Ah, hell, we'll even, we'll even sodium pentothal Raymond Ritter. We'll, we'll get them all. Nothing but the truth. Here to me is what would be the scary thing, is if you got the truth out of them and they told you, yeah, we've officially taken off from the starting blocks. We are out here giving a best effort. We are trying. This is the best we can do. If that is the best the Warriors can do, then they absolutely need to start doing something else right now. If if they haven't blown the whistle yet, you know, kind of disappointed in that. It's really not how you became the Golden State Warriors, but the way up the mountain and the way down the mountain are two different things. I get it. I really do. It's just natural sports life cycles. It's a natural NBA competitive life cycle. I get it. I do. But if this thing is really their best effort, then there are problems afoot right now. Serious problems. If after being sodium pentothal, they admit like, yeah, dude, we basically said we're not going to worry about the first 50 games of this year this year. We're just really not. We know that we can, like I said earlier, Find that switch in the wall when we walk walk into the dark room of the playoffs. We know where that light switch is. We know which way it flips. We'll flip it. 
and we'll do it with about 30 games left to play. If you could tell me that, if that's what the plan is, I wish that they would share that with us because I'd feel a lot better about what it is we're seeing because what we're seeing, as I said earlier, it leaves you wanting something more every night. And it's not one of those first rules of show business is leave them wanting more compliments. It's why am I looking at this? Why are they continually disinterested in making a defensive stand for four or five minute stretches in a row? Why is a, why is a team like the Detroit Pistons just slashing and burning through the paint on the way to the rim with just no problems or worries about it at all, all game long? I don't get it. So if this is their best effort, problems. I don't think it's a switch, though. I think it may be that they do not have enough guys in the second unit for whom defense is a priority. And that would include Jordan Poole. And I'm not going to sit here and bash him because it's clear what he is for them. He's a scorer. He's a shooter, to be more specific. But, you know, DiVincenzo, eh. Anthony Lamb, eh. Ty Jerome, eh. They don't have the Otto Porter, Gary Payton, you know, minutes here, minutes there of Iguodala, who can clamp down on teams, who who make defense a priority. And I think that's, a, to me, again, it's a roster construction problem. To me, one of the things that's kind of nuts about this is I'm starting to look at Anthony Lamb and look at his minutes and like what I'm, I'm seeing. I, like, I, I understand why he's out there, but there's even a diminishing return on him because they're going to have to make a roster move in order to sign him to a full contract. He's a two-way player. And look, it's, you know, Andre Iguodala, what are you going to do this year? Are you actually going to contribute on the court? Because if he's just some, you know, he he's like a, a mascot at this point. He's a Svengali on the end of the bench who dis- dispels wisdom to everyone. He's basically our basketball Rasputin. Well, then cut him and tell him that they will buy for him that first seat next to the Warriors bench every single game going forward. And so even though he's really not on the team, he's still on the team and he can come into the locker room and he can be a part of the guys. If that's what it's going to take. Because they need, they need, they need, they either need Andre Iguodala to find the fountain of youth and really start contributing, or they need to tell Anthony Lamb, like, yeah, we didn't need to worry about what games we are or aren't using you in because you're going to be along for the rest of the ride. I'm not saying that Anthony Lamb is the difference, but He's actually one of the things I've taken out of the category of might be a problem and put in the category of could be an asset. But he's part of the problem in that he's not a consistent defender. And I think it's not about what Andre Godala is or isn't doing because they told you at the beginning of the year and they have maintained it that Andre Godala's contributions are going to be measured when the games get important. March, April, May, etc. He's only been back for two games. He's only played 12 minutes. They've let you know that, look, this is how we're playing him. It's the fact that they can't rely on defensive games where you just go, God, how's a team going to score on them? There have been too many games where they've given up 120. And 120 is not a magic number anymore. But it is a sign that you're paying less attention to defense than you are trying to get to 121. They're giving up 117.7 points per game. Yeah, I mean it. It just it it's it's hard to find success 
with that and, number attached to you. I mean, and and that's what well, and that's my point is that their failures, if you want to classify them as that, are largely defensive. And defense is cohesion. They haven't been very cohesive. And I mean, who are the guys who night in and night out you know what you're getting? Green, Curry, Wiggins. Everybody else Looney. Yeah, Looney, you're right. I should include him. Um, everyone else is prone to ups and downs, and the Warriors were not an up, up, up and down team in the past. They weren't an up and down team very much last year. Uh, I think that's the difference. It's just you cannot bank on what you're getting from them, night in and night out, and they're at the halfway point. I mean, even last year, you knew coming out of the shoot who they were. They were eighteen and three at one point, and that's because. They were lockdown defenders as a team. And I just I know that I probably focus too much on the defensive side of the ball, but that's how they made their rep. That's how they won in 15 and 17 and 18. That's why the classification of their jump shot shooting team never really fit, even though they took a lot of jump shots because they had great shooters. To say a team is a jump shooting team is to say they were soft and the Warriors were... You know, iron sharpening iron on the defensive side of the court for years in a row. You you took it for granted. A, a lot of fans did. You just took the defensive effort for granted. And you can see how much the equation changes without it. The Warriors' true saving grace so far of what has to be, you know, universally said, a disappointing 41-game start coming in at 20 and 21 through their first 41 games. We are at the halfway point. They're under 500 by a game here. You know, the Warriors, they're only seven and a half games back of two teams that are tied for the top spot. I mean, there is a lot of basketball still to play, and nobody has pulled away. It feels like the entire NBA has basically said, yeah, first 40 games of the year, we ain't going to really worry too much about that. Is it time to start worrying about it now? And, you know, you talk about Andre Iguodala is here for when the games matter. It felt like the universe existed at a time where the Warriors were going to be the sole decision makers in what games really mattered to them. That luxury, I think, has been removed. There is a new variable in the equation of when games should start mattering to the Warriors And that's the rest of the NBA because they're no longer the team that has the collective willpower to just beat any and all comers under any and all circumstances. Things have changed. And I think they got to drop that arrogance that is, yeah, we'll decide when it's important. When you're 20 and 21 on the year, games are important right now. Like importance has chosen this moment more than you get to choose the moment of importance. So... This moment, unfortunately, for the Warriors comes with a road trip, which we know has been, you know, their massive bugaboo so far. They've got a big road trip coming up, and we'll we'll see how it looks. We'll see how it looks. San Antonio, Chicago, Washington, Boston, and Cleveland, three and two. Like, I would buy three and two right now, and so would Steve Kerr, so would Steph Curry, so would Dre, Clayton. Bob Myers would buy three and two on this road trip, sight unseen. 100% they would. They used to live in a universe where three and true would be, you know, that. Ugh, that's unacceptable. That universe is gone, man. It's changed. 
The good news is, is that the man who is most important to the room is back in the room. And here is how Steph Curry said he felt after getting back on the court last night. After four weeks, it's obviously just kind of hit or miss on how much rust you'll have and how quickly you can get up to the speed of the game. And obviously with the flow and the way that they were playing, first quarter felt good just to be back out there and running with my guys and feeling the energy in the building again. Kind of hit a little lull in the second and third quarter. I felt like I got stronger as the game went on, which... Exciting knowing body will respond and come on this road trip and be able to continue to build my endurance back to where it was before the injury and then hopefully get everybody on the same page of how we need to go through this road trip and, and find a way to kind of right the ship after these last three games. All things considered, we're just underway here this afternoon on Damon and Rattle. We've got Mike Salk from up in Seattle joining us. He is a great sports talk radio show host up there. He knows the Seahawks like the back of his hand. We played some sound from Pete Carroll from earlier in the week that happened right on his show. He talks to Pete Carroll every week on his show the same way we talk to Steve Kerr who we're going to be talking to live at 5 this afternoon. So we'll get back to the Warriors at 5 o'clock. In the meantime we got ourselves a juicy NFC wildcard weekend about to start. We got Niners, we got Seahawks. That used to be a rivalry kids and uh, could be again real, real, real soon. Uh, actually will be again starting at 125 on Saturday afternoon. It's Damon, it's Rattle. We're here on 95.7 The Game. We are brought to you by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. So the road to Glendale is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. We're very happy to say hello to Mike Salk up at Seattle Sports Station, host of the Brock and Salk Show, which is in the mornings, which means he's got the afternoons open and is nice enough to join us here, getting you ready for a uh, big playoff game between division rivals this Saturday. Mike, first of all, isn't it surprising to see both these teams going off as the first game of the Wild Card Weekend, the Houston Texans Memorial Time Slot? I thought it would have gotten a, a, a more prestigious primetime placement. Well, I'm glad to hear I'm not the only one complaining about this. I was saying that this morning on the show. People are like, oh, we kind of like the early Saturday. I'm like, what? This is for the Jaguars, the Texans, the Titans, the Bills before they were good. I mean... This is a terrible time slot, and I totally agree with you. I would have thought that this game would have gotten, like, the Sunday afternoon, right, the second game on Sunday or something like that, because there are probably some better games. 
But, yeah, I'm with you. That's garbage. At what point in time during this year did you officially buy in to, like, the Geno Smith? This could actually be a better year than anyone had predicted going into the season. At what point did the light come on, hey, these guys kind of can play? Yeah, they won those four straight games in the middle of the year. And, you know, it turns out none of the teams they played ended up being all that good other than the Giants. But it was enough, right? It was enough during that stretch to sort of make everybody take notice and say, hold on a second, we got this entire thing wrong. We were wrong about, well, a lot of people were wrong about Pete, the people who wanted Jody Allen, the owner, to choose Russ over Pete. Can you imagine if that had happened? Oh, my God, what a disaster it would have been here. Uh, and, and all of us, myself included, for sure, who were wrong about Gino, I, I wasn't just wrong. I was as wrong as wrong can be about Gino Smith. I mean, I have... I, I truly believe it is one of the most incredible turnaround stories we've ever seen in sports over time. I don't mean like a one game surprise update, you know, upset or a series. I mean a guy who literally we all thought was bad and he turns out to be a pro bowler and very good. Who do you know was right about Geno Smith, though? I mean, it doesn't sound like you're in a minority here and nobody thought that was a good idea. I mean, it looked like I mean, the Seahawks had geek? no choice. They they just you know it was, whoever they took they were going to suck at quarterback and it turns out they took the absolute rightest guy. Yeah, I mean I guess you got to give Pete Carroll some credit. I mean they did decide he and John Schneider to go down that road. No one thought. I mean I'm not even sure Gino thought it. Uh, and I don't know whether Pete was expecting him to play as well as he did. But they had other options, right? I mean we had talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. We had talked about. You know, Baker Mayfield, who they could have gone after. They, they had other options and other directions they could have gone. And they kept saying, look, we believe in Geno. And quite frankly, we even like Drew Locke. And we didn't believe him, right? None of us. I remember Tim Hasselbeck saying that, uh, you know, they don't have two ones. They have two twos at best. And I was right there with them. And now, this is what a sucker I am. I'm now sitting here going, if they lose Geno Smith, I might have to believe Pete that Drew Locke is pretty good. <laughs> well, no, the reason why I asked was not whether Pete Carroll and John Schneider believed this was a good idea, anybody outside that building, because I never heard anybody say, man, they're in good shape taking Geno Smith. Yeah, not really. Uh, you know, we have KJ Wright on our show, former Seahawks linebacker. He liked Geno a little bit, but even he didn't think this was going to evolve. I mean, it, it really has been a special story. I don't know if he'll win comeback player of the year because there's a debate as to whether he's coming back from anything. Right, other than just not playing for the last half a decade. But, you know, com compared to the guy that he was, not just the player he was, right, but the, the guy that he was and the personality that he was when he was with the Jets and not taking responsibility for anything. We talked to Mark Sanchez, who was his, uh, you know, teammate then, is that Gino would kind of show up, sleeping in his eyes, still wearing his pajamas, not taking life too seriously. Obviously, he gets punched by the teammate. You know, fast forward to today, and I don't just love what he's done on the field. He has answered every single question flawlessly throughout the entirety of the season. He's been a great leader. He's harnessed some of his competitive frustration and turned it into leadership. It really is, honestly, it, it is such a bizarre, cool story. And he's going to make some money this offseason. He made all of his bo all of his bonus money this year. He got a uh, a million dollars when the Lions won the other night. And you could sort of see the, the tears. I mean, this guy has made, what is it, $9 million or something like that over the course of his career. He makes $7 million this year, and he's probably going to make 30 plus in the offseason. 
That's a pretty huge change in what his life has been like for Geno Smith. Mike Salk, Seattle sports talker here on 95.7 The Game. And, you know, we got ourselves a rivalry sort of reborn. It, it was supposed to end, you know, Harbaugh, Legion of Boom. Two teams go, you know, their separate ways, if you will. The Rams really rear their head in the NFC West. And, and this felt like, you know, maybe it was going to be put on the back burner. But here we go again. And, I mean... All the stars, all of the great, you know, borderline future Hall of Famers, if not future Hall of Famers, have been involved in this rivalry. It comes down to Brock Purdy versus Geno Smith, just like we all thought it would, Mike. If Geno and Pete were to roll down here and drop maybe the upset of the NFL weekend, give me two or three things that you think 100% need to happen for Seattle to shock the world. Can Trey Lance play? If, if you hurt Brock Purdy, maybe. But that ankle might not even have him dressing. It's Josh Johnson if you if you knock Purdy out. I don't know. I think I'd still rather see Trey Lance if that's a possibility. I, I don't, you know, we're trying to write what that script looks like for a Seahawks upset. And, you know, if they play t- 10 times, what do the Seahawks win? Twice, right? Maybe three times, somewhere in that range. Um, it probably, look, it's going to have to start with stopping the run shutting down Christian McCaffrey, shutting down that running game. Because, honestly, the Seahawks' pass defense is pretty good. I mean, as bad as it's been for the last few years, this kid, Tariq Woolen, they got playing cornerback. He does not have a personality like Richard Sherman, and he's not quite as physical, but he's a whole lot faster. And he is a legitimate lockdown corner. Probably should be defensive rookie of the year. I know it'll go to Sauce Gardner because he you know plays in New York. But Tariq's been every bit as good as Gardner has over the course of this year. They can stop the path if they can actually stop San Francisco's running game. And by the way, they've struggled to stop most running games that aren't even as good as the Niners. But that's where it's got to start. And then offensively, you know, huge game from your tackles. You've got two rookie bookend tackles. Can they slow down Bosa, et cetera? Probably not, but it's going to start there. And they got to run the ball. I don't know if you guys have watched Ken Walker. He's good. He really is. I mean, he's a really good young running back. And, you know, Pete wants to run the ball. It's important to him, important to the Seahawks' entire, you know, philosophy. But they're going to have to do all those things against a team that really doesn't let anyone do those things. So I'm not exactly brimming with confidence, but I also look at it and say, you know, in their last, you know, since Purdy took over, what, the Niners scored 35-plus in every game except for one, and that's when the Seahawks held them to 21. Yeah, there was a... Also, a little Travis Homer fumble that led to seven of those points as well. So, in order to believe that the Seahawks have a chance, you have to believe that they figured out some sort of way to at least slow down that Niner attack. Uh, In general, how do people in Seattle feel about the Seahawks right now? And how dramatic a change would there have been in the mood in the town if Green Bay hadn't coughed up its, its chance to get into the postseason? Well, yeah, it's a good question. You know, I was kind of asking folks about that today because it doesn't feel like some of those previous Seahawks teams, right, where you knew they were good and they were expected to win and the whole city felt like they were rallying around the Seahawks. I don't know if it feels quite like that, but I think there's more of a sense that this is the way things were in 2010 and 11 when Pete first took over and you could see a nucleus being built. We're really excited about having the Broncos pick, which we thought was going to be third overall. Now it's going to be the fifth overall pick, thanks to the Broncos finally getting a win and the NFL sort of screwing around with the schedule a little bit last weekend. But 
I don't know whether the mood would have been that different if Detroit had lost that game, which certainly I expected would happen. I mean, if you look at it and say, either way, they were 9-8 and eight with a really young team, and you just had an incredible draft class. Almost every single member of it contributed in a major way to this team and looks great moving forward. You've got four picks in the first two rounds, three in the top, what, 35 next year in the draft. So I think there's a lot of optimism, but I don't know whether it's about what this particular unit can do for the rest of this year. Mike, you've been in Seattle longer than the Space Needle, basically, so you've seen it all. Is this Pete Carroll's best season as a head coach? I asked KJ Wright that question today. He said yes. Um, I don't know whether I would say that. It's right there. I, I really believe that in 2014, the year they got back to the Super Bowl and lost, Getting back-to-back Super Bowls, getting to that moment, I think is an incredible coaching job. And I think what he did the next year, after the trauma of the pick at the one-yard line and all of that, to get that team back to the playoffs again, that included the Cam Chancellor holdout, those two years were pretty special in my book. But this one is right there with it, just because of what talent he had on the team and how young everybody was. I mean, other than DK Metcalf and you know Tyler Lockett, who's perennially ignored and overlooked, what stars are on this Seahawks team? There really aren't a lot of them, and yet Pete's found a way to just sort of use his philosophy, use his culture uh, to to get them to the playoffs for the 10th time in the 13 years he's been here in Seattle. Mike Salk from up in Seattle on 95.7 The Game. Let's wrap up with this because, look, Seattle is a city that officially like loves and protects and cherishes their own, and Russell... Wilson obviously was one of your own, and he was the king of that town for many, many, many years. So what is the real level of schadenfreude to see his flop so hard in Denver? And, you know, is is there any almost sympathy thinking, geez, if they had just kept him around, it wouldn't have ended quite like that? Or, or is it just fans are happy to be done with him? Did he really burn his bridges? Yeah, I've never seen anything quite like that. I mean, fans actually legitimately seem to be pretty happy to be done with Russell Wilson. And it's not that everyone doesn't recognize the incredible decade that he had here in Seattle as the best quarterback in franchise history. But I think there's a simultaneous belief that inside of that was his desire for legacy, his own personal desire to to play a specific style of play that he's not very good at, a desire to win MVP awards, etc., that wasn't going to happen, and that he viewed Pete Carroll and, the, and their system as the problem. And when he was out on his own and was allowed to do all of the things that he thought he should be able to do here, it, it turns out Pete wasn't the problem. Pete had a really good sense as to what Russ was good at and what he wasn't and put him in a really good position to succeed for that decade plus here in Seattle. So, you know, go back and, and look at the difference between the way the fans reacted to Russ's return and Bobby Wagner's two captains, two longtime, you know, stalwarts of the Seattle team. Russ was booed. Pete essentially encouraged the team to the, the fans rather to do so. Whereas Bobby was cheered and revered and honored by Pete and everybody else in the organization. I mean, there had to be stuff going on behind the scenes, which we now know quite a bit about, that led to all of that. So, you know, you throw in the fact that the Seahawks have their first two picks this year, and I don't think there were many Seahawks fans who were feeling sympathetic at all. That could change into the future now that you don't have their picks. But, I mean, listen to the stuff Russ is saying. 
I mean, it's like a daily part of our show, playing Russell Wilson, trying to pretend like he knows the lunch lady and the other people that very clearly doesn't know who they are, but he's trying to prove he's a human being every day in his press conferences in Denver. I swear to God, Dan, we spend almost as much time talking about the Broncos as we do the Seahawks. Right? <laughs> Mike, uh, Ray's got one more for you. Let me just quickly welcome everyone to our 4 o'clock hour. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 